Welcome to another episode of Talk Your Way Up, a platform where you become a better speaker. Hello folks, this is Vikas. I have my co-host Harith with me and we welcome you to the second episode of our podcast series, Talk Your Way Up. In our previous episode, Harith provided some really good tips on context-based introduction. And now we will dwell into the essence of effective communication, delivery. Before we do that, let me address the age-old debate on content versus delivery. If you ask me what's more important in a speech, I'll say both. Yes, I know that's not what more means, but hear me out. Uh, each is more important in different stages of a speaker. In the initial stage, when one isn't very experienced in public speaking, more emphasis needs to be given to the delivery, because that's how you connect with the audience. But if you're experienced or are delivering a keynote address, a lecture on a topic in which you are already deemed an expert, then content takes the priority. So if I were to generalize this, I'd use the Pareto principle or commonly known as the 80-20 rule, which states that 80% of the effect comes from 20% of the causes. That's why in any speech, while content actually drives it forward, it constitutes only 20% in entirety. The rest is all delivery. So you can't afford to screw that up. Uh, Having said that, eventually, delivery should become a second nature to you so the focus can shift more towards the content. Now that we've covered why delivery is crucial, let's move ahead and see how it can be developed. We'll focus on three major components, confidence, voice modulation, and stage presence. When it comes to confidence, I'd really recommend you to Listen to a few good speakers and see for yourself what makes them so confident when they're on the stage. Go through speeches by the past contestants of Toastmaster International Speech Contest or uh, there are some really good TED Talks. It'll give you a fair idea on what to expect. The first thing I've noticed is that most good speakers are always the masters of the content, which means you need to know what you're going to say in and out. That instantly kills the nervousness and any self-doubt. Adding to this, also ensure that you're crystal clear on the message you want to convey through your speech. You might have a hundred different opinions or interpretations running wild in your head, but channel that into a few uh, specific points and that's what you'll convey. Take the focus off yourself. Put the focus on the audience and you'll be much more free to say what you want to. And so once you have these two things ready, I assure you, you're already 50% confident. And the other 50 is the easy part, guys. Practice. Don't let anyone fool you. Even the most unscripted, impromptu talks have all been practiced numerous times before. How do you practice? Well, there's no one-stop solution for that because each person has a different method that works for them. I know Harith has a few things in mind while he practices his speeches. Uh, I personally have developed this script clock mirror method, uh, which is just short for write your words, time your words, and see your words. Uh, I find it very useful to write down what I'm going to say. It need not be word to word, but uh, at least the flow of ideas and important points in the order which I'm going to say them. Even if it's a personal story or an experience you're narrating that you already know, 
and you've said it a hundred times, it's still good to write it down. But what's even more important than having your script on paper is never having it in your hand while speaking. Yes, even during practice. It's okay if you forget. Take your time to think or stop and go back to your test. Go over, go over the script again. Gather your thoughts. And after that, get back out there, start your clock and speak freely. You get stuck again? No problem. Repeat. But once you're done, you'll be much better off and won't need the safety net in your hand ever again. Uh, another thing I do is I always time myself even during practice. And this helps me focus on what to emphasize and what to ignore. Uh, you can put up uh, certain mental markers as a way to segregate your speech into sections according to the time. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this is more of my predilection and a courtesy to the event, but never, 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 never exceed the time allotted to you. I'm glad I got that out of my system. Yeah, we can even maybe have an episode later in the series on how to do that, but coming back to practice, um, where was I? Yeah, I also find it useful to deliver the speeches a couple of times in front of a mirror, but you can just as well do it in front of another person or even a wall, whatever works for you. The point is to uh, deliver these speeches a few times before going on stage. So that was just one component of effective delivery. Harit will now decode voice modulation for you. I know all this may seem like a lot of information bombarded at a time, but uh, go ahead, pause the recording, replay, write down what you find useful so you can refer it when you practice. Hey guys, um, hope you got some tips on gaining good confidence. Now, once you've gained really good confidence, voice modulation is another key component of effective delivery. Now, before I get into the nitty-gritties of voice modulation, I want to make something clear. We all are natural voice modulators. Right? Think of the last time you were telling your friends about, uh, I don't know, your pet dying. I'm so sorry, but about a breakup or a test you did badly after preparing for it. We don't feel bad if we don't prepare for a test, right? Imagine when you're telling the story, you are sad and that sadness comes out in the way you say it, right? Or imagine the last time you got the job that you really wanted, you went back home and you told your parents, I'm like, mom and dad, I got this job I really wanted, that is so cool, yeah? Because the emotion that you felt really came out which exactly is the point of voice modulation voice modulation is nothing but expressing those emotions through the way you sound changing the way you sound depending on the emotions that you feel now let me repeat what i said initially we all are natural voice modulators but from what vikas and i have noticed something about putting us in front of an audience pretty much uh removes uh, handicaps that skill away from us for some reason. We don't become the natural voice modulators that you typically are in front of friends and families, in front of a massive crowd, especially full of strangers. Uh, so keep that in mind, you are natural. Now the whole point of voice modulation is to uh, avoid what we call the metro lady syndrome. Now what do I mean by the metro lady syndrome? It's basically that. It's saying the next stop is majestic. Oh, and for the Bangalore folks out there, 
ಮುಂದಿನ ನಿಲ್ದಾಣ ಮ್ಯಾಜಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ನಾವು ಇಮ್ಯಾಜಿನ್ ಲಿಸನಿಂಗ್ ಟು ದಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ಮಿನಿಟ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಈವನ್ ಅವರ್ಸ್ ಯು ಪ್ರಾಬ್ಲಿ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸೋ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಕ್ರೂಷಿಯೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಸೊ ಹೋಲ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವಾಯ್ಸ್ ಮಾಡ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಇಸ್ ಟು ಅವಾಯ್ಡ್ ದ ಮೆಟ್ರೋ ಲೇಡಿ ಆರ್ ದ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಟೀಚರ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ರೋಮ್ now before uh, audible came along there used to be a bunch of apps that tried the same model but under the so called name of automation they had a software that read out the entire book but uh, it it never became popular audiobooks never really became popular because we don't like a robotic sound then amazon came up with audible they had professional people with an amazing voice who understand the emotion that goes behind the characters and scenes and they replicate that which made audible so popular now with that let's get into the nitigrities of how you can develop your voice when you're there on stage now there are three essential components for a good voice right of our voice modulation one is speed pitch and volume right now these three components kind of come together and a commensurate of these three is what gives you uh a voice that pretty much depicts the emotion that you're feeling let me give you an example uh, uh let's go back to the example of you telling a sad story now let's say that you're sad how does your voice come out maybe your pace is slightly slower than usual because obviously you're sad your pitch is lower it's not your typical pitch you go down when you're sad and your volume is less you speak slowly with a deep pitch and a low volume that's how when you say something when you're sad but on the other hand when you're really like excited like again back to the example you got your job you go back home and you tell your parents wow and i got this job i'm so excited i'm so cool it's starting in april that is so amazing so what's happened there my speed went uh, to the other end of the spectrum my pitch was really high i, I was high pitched i was squeaking like a 10 year old uh, my my volume was much higher so uh, sadness is speed pitch and volume on the lower end of the spectrum and happiness and excitement is speed pitch and volume on the other end of the spectrum now just picture this picture in front of you a line being drawn from bottom to up and on top is uh, high which means you're happy and excited on the lower end is sadness now in between all this is all the other emotions you can think of fear anger pride ego disgust all of them has a different combination and blend of all these three elements speed pitch and volume so the next time you write a speech what we typically do is we chart out the different emotions that each segment of the speech depicts right it it can be any emotion but be aware of what emotion that particular part of the presentation or speech is depicting and uh make sure you have these three components which is in proportion and justifies that emotion now if you're not sure what that emotion is make a note of these when you watch movies right movies have character arcs where character goes through a series of emotions and their voices uh, their voice modulation will change make a note of how it feels and try and replicate that even when you're on stage so just notice yourself when you're telling a story to your friends you have a different voice depending on the emotion all you need to do is take that to the stage and with a good voice and a good confidence you will be a really good speaker with a killer delivery but that is not it there is another element which you need 
to have the killer delivery persona up there on stage vikas what is the final element that they need all right let's take the same example of you getting your first job and you're narrating the incident and you went running to your mom all excited to give the news but if you don't show your excitement no one will believe it and they'll think there's a cat somewhere i mean you're confident you got the job your voice says you're happy but your body language says something completely different that's where the third component of effective delivery comes in stage presence and before learning how ask yourself when or whether you need to utilize the stage at all uh, for instance if you're telling a story then it becomes pivotal to build the characters and the props so the listeners can visualize it you can even divide the stage into multiple sections and assign each of them to a character in your story uh, if your story involves a comparison between past and the present you may choose to step on to either side of the flow when you're speaking about it uh, this will help the audience know exactly which point of the story you're in uh, but keep in mind that not all kinds of speeches require this a setting if you will if it's a declamation a presentation or even a vote of thanks it's best delivered behind a podium you can still however make hand gestures to emphasize your points but there's no need to build the characters or props uh, granted there might not be any characters but you get the idea uh, basically identify the type of speech you're delivering and base your stage utilization according to that what else yeah try to express your emotions through gestures along with your tone when you say big broaden your arms when you say you're taken aback step backwards and if you're trying to show that you're scared standing firmly with broad shoulders just doesn't work you need to slouch your body maybe even look a bit frozen and similarly if you want to express your unparalleled excitement go on jump as long as it's in tune with the content and the voice it's perfectly fine i left the final part of stage presence at the end because it is the most important eye contact i don't need to tell you why it matters because as a viewer as an audience you would have already noticed the difference it makes and looking down at the floor or the roof above is a big no and so is picking a comfort spot in the auditorium and uh, focusing on that throughout the duration of the speech what you can do instead is slowly move your gaze from one side of the stage to the other as and when you finish a sentence or reach a break point in the story if it helps pick any one person make your point and switch to another for the next point and so on I understand that it isn't as simple as it sounds but as a speaker it is our responsibility to make every person feel like you're talking to them and nothing does a better job at that than eye contact and it applies not just on stage but even in our day to day conversation always look people in the eye even if they're blind tell them you're looking them in the eye okay bad joke don't do that it, it's really mean Um, that was just uh, one of Phil Dunphy's famous philosophy philosophy from modern family he has lots of them uh, the good news is uh, that you don't need to explicitly practice eye contact 
but just being aware of it while you're talking will help you develop it naturally and it will come eventually so that was the third component stage presence and hope that was informative for you oh wow today was a jam packed session guys we we covered so much ground and you know what there is so much more ground to cover because delivery is so crucial and we can probably have a, an hour long masterclass down the line to cover more ground about delivery but what did we discuss today we i think we made it quite clear why delivery is so crucial uh, probably even more than content there is a very famous saying by um, i think john c maxwell people buy into the leader before they buy into your product which basically means they need to buy into you first before they buy into what exactly that you're saying which is one of the reasons why delivery is so crucial and how do you work on your delivery we discussed three points starting with the most important confidence even if you're nervous on stage make sure you don't show your nervousness and jot on all the points that we discussed and make sure you inculcate this in your next presentation second one voice modulation convey the emotion that you're trying to depict to the audience using your voice um uh, and finally it shouldn't just be a speech make it a performance using the stage and the space around you to make the point stronger to to deliver the point in a much more impactful way use your eyes use your body language gesticulate use your hands use use the stage use all the points which vikas discussed jot it down be conscious of it when you're practicing uh about all these three elements and your delivery will definitely be a class apart the next time you give us a speech or a presentation uh, and one of the ways to uh, inculcate all these three and solidify this in your presentation is practice guys we already discussed this but there is no other way out practice take a video of yourself stand in front of a mirror and be conscious about these elements and try and improve on them for each take because a good speech is never told a good speech is retold uh so that is our session on delivery and hope you enjoyed it hope you had quite a lot of takeaways and again i hope you take all this and put this in your next presentation so thank you for tuning in guys and remember you too can talk your way up